Right guys, today we are going to finish up the chapter of rocks by looking at human interaction with the rock cycle. The avenue I like to go down here is geothermal energy, just because I'm real sustainable like that. I, I'm interested in looking at possible ways of using more renewable energy sources. So it's the route I like to go down. You can follow whatever interests you like or whatever what in whatever interest your teacher would like to bring you down. For this podcast, we're going to look at geothermal energy. So brief overview of what we need what we need to know. So firstly, what is geothermal energy? Where is it used in the world? We need to look at how is it harnessed? We need to look at advantages, disadvantages. Then we kind of go into more case study based work. So we look at geothermal energy in Iceland. And then I like to bring it a bit closer to home and discuss the possibilities of geothermal energy in Ireland. So if we just get straight into the content here, geothermal energy is the process of harnessing heat from the Earth's mantle. So it's a renewable energy source and give or take it's used in about 70 countries worldwide at the minute. It's more prominently or more famously kind of harnessed in countries like Iceland and the Philippines where they have lots of kind of tectonic or volcanic activity. So if we take Iceland, for example, it's located along the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, a constructive plate boundary where there's lots of tectonic activity that gives them the possibility of harnessing it. Otherwise, we could look at the Philippines. It's located along the Pacific Ring of Fire. Lots of tectonic activity, again, gives the country kind of access, the possibility to access this type of renewable energy. I like to use Iceland and Philippines because we can kind of look at a more developed country and a less developed country and how they kind of both interact with the renewable energy source. Okay, so secondly, we kind of have to look at the drilling process of how we interact with this part of the rock cycle. For me, this is the least important part of this topic. Um, so I'm not going to put too much emphasis on it. I'm going to go through it really simply and then just kind of link it to a video where you can kind of see what's happening here. But I don't like to put majority of our focus here. I like looking at the impacts and how we interact with it, not how we just extract it from the ground. Anyway, I'm going to firstly give you a brief overview of how this works and then go through, go through how we like drill pipes into the ground. So there's these underground reservoirs of water which are heated by the rocks around them. And then rocks are heated by the heat kind of generated from the Earth's mantle and core. There's like heated water and steam in these underground reservoirs. And that heated water or steam is transferred to the surface via manufactured pipes. So how we get them pipes down there are we drill the pipes into the, into the underground reservoirs where the heated water and steam is trapped. The energy created here is used to drive turbines which are linked to generators in electricity plants above ground. Otherwise, this heat or this transfer, this heated water or steam can be piped directly to homes, offices, buildings around Iceland to be used directly in heating. So I would include a basic diagram here of a plant pumping cold water down to the reservoir while extracting the heated water or steam. Also, just to nail this completely, just Google how do we extract geothermal energy and there'll be plenty of videos there there's a there's one that's like in my head here it's like a cartoon video of how we actually harness geothermal energy and it's like a cartoon video made for like to explain to three-year-olds so go look that up i find that's the easiest way to actually just hearing about the drilling process is harder than actually just seeing it take place moving on to advantages so it's a really clean renewable energy source 
countries who use it have kind of reduced their CO2 emissions. So if we look at Iceland for an example there, Iceland is ahead of other EU members when it comes to meeting the renewable energy targets set by the EU that are up at the end of the year. So the renewable energy targets set for 2020. Also, geothermal energy can be produced 24-7. So unlike solar panels, for example, it doesn't rely on any external factors to kind of produce electricity. So we're just relying on the heat from the Earth's core, which is always kind of there. This kind of makes it an attractive investment investment for like less developed countries like the philippines because of their geographic location so because of their geographic location on the pacific ring of fire they have ease of access to this geothermal energy so it is an investment for less developed countries like the philippines just to discuss some disadvantages it's always good to kind of show you're critically thinking about stuff like this so it's not just all good it's just because it's a renewable energy source there is disadvantages that go along with it so first one being that it's there's heavy upfront costs to kind of producing geothermal energy so it's expensive to build geothermal electricity plants it's expensive to install heating and cooling systems into the ground of your country secondly it's location specific so not everyone is has kind of ease of access to this tectonic activity or this geothermal energy or the heat coming from the earth's core like crust is different thickness at different locations across the earth so that will affect the possibility of harnessing geothermal energy in your country and finally in some cases extraction rates are exceeding recharge rates so there's a possible depletion issue in the future for iceland that just means that they're extracting the geothermal energy too quick for actually the earth to kind of recharge and heat the water up so there's a possible balance issue where are we kind of over relying on this for example in in iceland so we're going to go on and discuss geothermal energy in a bit more of a specific manner so looking at case studies firstly we're going to discuss geothermal energy in iceland so why is there geothermal energy in iceland Firstly, it's located along the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. There's lots of tectonic or volcanic activity there. That's shown or proven to us in the fact that there's over 130 volcanoes, active volcanoes on the island. Just shows there's a lot of volcanic tectonic activity, which leads to the possibility of harnessing this geothermal energy. So why has it been a success in Iceland? So government policy has kind of been the key behind geothermal energy's success in the country so it's been heavily invested and just really backed by the government since over the last 10-15 years and we could look back to 2012 when they had this Icelandic national renewable energy plan mouthful but that's when they really heavily invested and really backed this idea of geothermal energy and they're reaping the benefits of that now so as a result of this plan 25% of the country's total electricity expenditure per year is covered by geothermal energy 8% of total energy production in the country is covered by geothermal energy. The one that stands out to me the most is that it's estimated it saves the Icelandic economy 100 million euro per year on expensive imports of fossil fuels. Huge for the economy. Okay, we can kind of make a link here towards tourism or volcanic tourism in the country as well. So if we look at the Blue Lagoon that everyone loves everyone wants to go to as an example so the blue lagoon was actually originally a runoff water supply from a geothermal energy plant geothermal energy plant as a result of this like the blue lagoons kind of had seven hundred thousand visitors there last year as the water is kind of heated to 40 degrees celsius 
um, by the geothermal energy plant, which is kind of like a stark contrast to the cold weather outside. As I talk about this, I sound like a rep for the Blue Lagoon, so I'm going to move on. Finally, to kind of just put Iceland in the back of our minds there, what are their plans with geothermal energy for the future? So they actually have plans at the minute to drill into the magma chamber of a volcano to harness the extreme heat there to produce more geothermal energy in the country. And there's actually plans in place to export the electricity produced from this via a 100 kilometer power connector to the UK in, a, in an initiative called the IceLink. And they hope to have that up and running by 2025. This is huge. Money moves being made by Iceland here trying to export this electricity produced by geothermal energy and sell it to the UK. They're literally planning to put 100 kilometer power connector from Iceland underwater to the UK. Absolute madness. And finally, I'd like to bring this back a little closer to home and look at the possibility of geothermal energy in Ireland. This is touched on in, in a few of the books, but I'd like to cover it in a bit more detail. I think it's really interesting that we have that possibility here. So the way I like to look at this, I go as recent as possible. So a recent investigation by an energy company called Iotherm, which just I they're actually investigating the possibility of geothermal energy production in Ireland. They identified West Dublin as having a high prospect of for geothermal energy production. So this investigation was only carried out December last year, so December 2019. And now there's further plans in place to carry out further kind of what they call depth checks to see how prosperous this area could be. This is a huge finding for Ireland as it means energy could be harnessed in West Dublin and piped directly to the capital providing heating and electricity just like it's done in Iceland. Then we could kind of discuss the implications of this. This could help Ireland meet the renewable energy targets set by the EU for 2020. So like Ireland's actually kind of quite far behind the targets that are set by the EU. So this, this would be a huge move in kind of helping us reach them targets. And finally, really quickly, exam breakdown. So question would be, would be something like, humans interact with the rock cycle in many ways. Describe and explain how this interaction takes place. So what we would go through is what is geothermal energy and where is it used? Maybe one SRP there. How is it harnessed? And like I'd include the diagram there, two SRPs. I discussed the advantages of it. One or two SRPs, disadvantages, one or two SRPs. Then we get into our case studies. So we'd be looking at geothermal energy in Iceland, seven or eight SRPs you'd cover there. So you discuss why have they got access to it? What do they use it for? Has it helped tourism in the country? What are their future developments there? You know, you discuss all that good stuff there. Then I'd finish off, I'd bring it closer to home, one or two SRPs discussing geothermal energy in Ireland. And finally, just remember, these breakdowns are not gospel. They provide a structure or a process for you to follow. I do that because I'm just the type of person that needs that structure or a process to follow as I'm working through the answers. If you don't need that, completely ignore me. Work away. They're not gospel. I'm going to leave this there because it is extremely long and I apologize, but it's an important question. So speak soon.